All right, guys, welcome to the Investor's Guide of Memphis Real Estate. I am Dean Harris. Uh, I'm with Douglas Kilporth. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Douglas is always with us. We're happy to have him. We're bringing you this podcast to give you the boots on the ground knowledge to be a successful real estate investor here in Memphis, Tennessee. You'll see our information on below there. If you have any questions, email me, dean at crestcore.com. And I always like to tell you guys, I help buyers and sellers every day where sellers is a big topic right now, yeah. uh, listings. So let's jump right into that. Today, we're going to talk about listings, how to get your home, your investment property ready to sell. This is a uh, super hot topic right now. Um, I've got more listings right now than I've had in 20 months, I was probably. Say at least over a year. 24 Towards months. Almost two years. Yeah, probably the, the most that I've had. And it falls right in line to what the market's doing. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, because before they were, I mean, you couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get listed. Them. You couldn't keep them. No, yeah. Yeah. couldn't keep them. And they were priced, uh, you know, so low at the time. Yeah. It was like right, right, right. versus the interest rate, they could move. So they were going. Now things are a little bit more difficult. Um, I wish I I wish I had my little crystal ball here because I could I could brag on myself a little bit. But things are falling and, and happening exactly how we thought they would. And what I mean by that is the... The shift from everything's going and immediately buyer, buyer, buyer. The seller's now, market. Seller's market. Buyers are hungry, hungry, hungry. Buy, 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 buy. Now, our list, our sellers and our property owners are beginning to come out. There's things that are surfacing. Mismanagement. Yeah. More no uh, normalized. I more guess. normalized type of activity uh, right. that you usually see. You, a, yes. a balance on both more sides. Balanced. So. Uh, today we're going to talk about listings, how to get okay. your investment deal ready to list, uh, some basic things that are important, but a lot of things that people don't realize. They just call me and say, Hey, can you sell it? Uh, with no preparation whatsoever. Mm. So let's get into that today. Okay, listings. Um, one of the first things that I think about, you know, I've sold, you've sold. If you're not one of us in the middle of, of the industry, what's the first thing you kind of need to know if you're going to sell your house? Mm -hmm. How much is it? How, mm -hmm. how much, what's the value? How much can I get for this property? So I would advise you to talk to an agent. Talk to yes. um, your property manager can maybe help you with that. They're going to be more suited for the actual management stuff versus showing you some values. They're going to be super strong on the rent. Big time. We'll talk about that. Yeah, but, but as far gonna, as the actual value of the property, that's not their business. No. Know? I would talk to an agent, uh, preferably one at Crestcore, preferably one named Dean Harris. You know, I would start there. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but what you can go ahead. An investment oriented, yeah. investment focused agent. Right? Yeah, I would make sure that if they don't, I would have over half of their business with investors. I would ask yes. that question. Yeah. I would ask if they own any rental properties themselves. Yeah. That's a conversation that I've learned over the years has been extremely beneficial to me and clients. I'm an investor. I'm in the same boat. I've sold property before. We talked about Battlefield a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that was an awful scenario for me. Yep, and so yep. I've sold and I've done that. So talk to your agent, get an idea because it isn't just, I got, I'll catch myself rambling here, but it isn't just, hey, Dean, uh, how much is one, two, three Main Street? This is how much I need to know what the condition. Sure. I need yeah. to know if there's a tenant and if yeah. they're uh, paying on time, are they paying market rent? Like there's so many different uh, varying factors into valuing an investment home versus your residential home in a neighborhood, there's matching square feet, matching bed and bath count. They sold the last four months. Well, there's your value. And yeah. it's easy. It's cut and dry. This As is, is, after repairs, which value you want, you're looking for. That's exactly it's, it's right. A little, it's a little more cut and dry. A little more cut yeah. and dry. That's right. Gotcha. So, And you can get that with the vacant house. 
Yes. In an investment property, we would talk more That's about exactly that. That's exactly right. So talking to an occupied. agent, to me, getting an idea of the value right up front, to me, is the first thing. Yes, absolutely. You need to get a handle on the value of the property, be it agent. Obviously, it makes sense. You know, there's some, the, the Zillows of the world, the other resources to get some, gauge a value of what things, and to see comps in the neighborhood. So, Zillow, a lot of people do come to me with the Zillow and yeah. the realtor.com stuff. And like, you know, when Zillow first came out, it was radically off. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. They, they didn't have they, the data. They, they didn't have they, the I mean, sample size to kind of put it all together. Probably 15, I mean, 2007, 8. I can't remember, 6 maybe. I mean, it's been 15 years. So they've, they've gotten stronger. They got a lot of data as a resource. I just use it. It's a resource. It is not the end-all, be-all. No, so, and it has become more accurate. I'm still yeah. not going to tell you that the values that they give you there, what you're going to get for your home, because no, no, there's so many other things at play. Definitely not what I'm saying, but I'm just yeah. saying, you know, as far as I think there's some comps on there, you can get some other information. Yes. But it's just helpful info. That's right. Um, if the property is occupied, you know, make sure the tenant's paying market rent. How important is that? <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, if you want to get maximum value, you have to have maximum rent. If it's a tenant occupied property, if it's a tenant occupied property, they have to be paying the market rent half. They really need to be paying the market rent for your home to be as marketable as it can be. Yes. Unless, I, I don't know what else. I mean, unless it's a short term lease that, that somebody wants to buy it and then not renew the lease, then yeah. repair it and then put it on the market for a higher price. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're saying that if you want to get maximum dollar for a tenant occupied property, you need to have them on a lease. I would say close. Tw 12, I mean, cl close to market rent, you know, and probably at this stage in the game, I would, I would, I would want to see 12 monthly. So I don't think I'd want to see a 24 month lease just because you don't know it still, if there's some room for rents to go up. We're not that stable. Not right now. Not right now. So no, we're not that um, stable. Things could go up still a little bit. They could go down. I mean, I just think there's too too many factors to go into longer. Yeah. I don't have any longer than twelve months. Yeah. So so a, a, a market rate rent on a twelve month lease. Oh yeah. Is and, as far as maximizing the value from a rental property. Yes. Now I will tell you if you're in an area where it's a higher end property and there's some appreciation play that's involved with that and you're not quite at market rent, then okay, let's list it, sell it. I can, I can show the new buyer, Hey, they're not quite there. We can move it up. This is a great house in a great area, but I, I do think there needs to be a hard line of, you know, how many months is left on the lease? Oh, over six at the below market rent. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like people buyer cause I represent buyers all the time, but they're, they get down on that. It, it, it shouldn't influence them as much as it does. It shouldn't. Right. Because you're buying the home, not the tenant, right? I mean, you're buying the yes. home. This is a $1,500 rental. They're paying $1,100 right now. They got four months left. That's still a good house. Four months yeah. of that yeah. doesn't yeah. take that home. They're either going to pay the increased rent or they're going to move out and you're going to get, and get you're it back get, that's exactly on right. the market and get somebody in there who is paying market rent. That's I right. agree with that. Uh, number yes. three, what you got here? If vacant, let's broom sweep. I mean, I don't... I don't believe that the home on the inside, your personal home, everything needs to be great, right? Operating mm -hmm. clean. It needs to show really well. In the pictures, you know, show really well. Your investment home, if it's vacant, you don't necessarily, in my opinion, you don't necessarily have to have all the glitz and the glamour and everything has to be perfect. 
you want it to be clean. You want it to yeah. be swept out. You don't want it to be personal trash in there from the prior tenant. Right. But getting the outside clean, because I, I will tell you, over the years, I've had people when they show up at a home and it's vacant, but clean, the, the difference in opinion of if they show up and there's personal property in the home, there's trash in the yard, it doesn't look good. That, although you can have all that cleaned up and done for next to nothing, it still doesn't show as well. It doesn't present as well as if you've at least broom swept the inside of the house, right? I mean, just have it at least somewhat clean in my opinion, yeah, right, to show. so And to again, you're looking to maximize the value. So that's right. Of a vacant house. That's right. And in that scenario, the best way to maximize is <laughs> just, just to clean the thing up. I mean, clean it. And we're going over something so simple. I mean, th th this should be self-explanatory, but you'll be shocked at how many houses that I list and try to sell. And there's, uh, you know, half the house has still got the old tenant stuff in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and, and I think what what new new sellers might not know is if they hadn't been buyers or hadn't bought in a while is that the 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 likely buyer the potential buyers are most likely going to get this house under contract with an inspection contingency More so they're going to go out there and look so to mm -hmm. your point this doesn't have to be a perfect house but they want to at least be able to walk through it to be able to determine what it needs. Can a tenant live here? You know what I mean? Can that, can I, can someone live in this home right now? And what type of work am I going to need to do? And it's right. a little bit harder to do that with junk everywhere. Cause the first thing they, in their minds like, I got to get all the junk out before I can really assess tell. and tell how much work needs to be done. So because of that, I'm gonna have to discount it, my offer a little bit more. Now that's where I was getting at. If they show up and there's stuff everywhere, you just said it. They don't feel like they can give you what you're asking. I got to clean all this up. And you know, if it costs them 500, they're going to tell you it's 2,500. So uh, simple, but something that you definitely need to do. Yes. Um, back taxes and liens, uh, any other, any other uh, type of construction lien or anything else on the title, you need to make sure that it's clear. A lot of that comes after you get it under contract and you send it to your title company. That's right. That's what I was going to say. Get, make sure that's all paid at closing. Yep. Yep. That you don't have any carrying over. So that, those are some basic But things. And plan for it. I mean, like if you know you've got a mortgage, if you know you haven't paid your taxes this year because they're yeah. due, but hey, I'm about to sell it. As long as you're disclosing that to the buyers or your agent or to the closing agents or this closing companies or planning and and or planning for that i mean yeah. don't because you don't want to walk in there and say hey i i thought i was going to get this but i haven't paid my taxes and i haven't <laughs> paid this and i've got a fine for that and all of a sudden this isn't what i thought i was getting yeah. netting now from i'm making 15 i'm taking five yeah you know it's a it's a little bit of a letdown. Just make sure you know where you're at. I mean, a lot of a lot of you guys are going to have that idea and kind of know where you're at anyway. But just making sure you know where your taxes leans if you have anything else that is cleared up. Um, now you're ready for the market. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how are you going to price it? Mm -hmm. How you know how aggressive do you be? I I'm kind of coming in right at market value or a little under for it. And here's the reason why. Um, I'm feeling like right now there is still a backlog that's long enough and deep enough of investors looking to buy that we can still get good prices for homes. I'm listing yes. some homes right now for a seller and I'm coming in slightly under the value 
even with the rehab under the market, under the market value, not a lot. I'm talking five grand, maybe 10. And it's creating some bidding scenarios. Ah, yes. Yeah. So that shows me two things. One, y'all are out there. Buyers are out there. For sure. And they're ready. For sure. And they're looking. They're looking. They're looking. I'm listing these homes and they're getting multiple offers and they're, they all need rehab guys. These aren't homes. These aren't turnkey properties that look great. This is not, these are, these are not in great shape and I'm getting a lot of activity from them. So to me right now, this in three months might not be the case. And if other agents are listening to this, you know, congratulations. I'm going to need some free advice too. I'm coming in slightly under than where I think the actual value is. So example, if the house, if I think right now it's a 200 K ARV, yep. it needs 40 grand in work. 160. That's 160. They're going to need a deal. Of so the list price for that's 130, 135. Okay. Okay. I'm coming in at about 125, 128 as a list price. And everyone is doing what? Because you've seen these transactions. Hey, hey. Boom. They're going straight to it. Yep. Okay. These are all houses. Because they know that's a $200,000 house. They know it's a 200K house that has set currently $72,000 in gap and in room. Correct. They know there's rehab, but that still smells yeah. like money, right? Yeah. And they're selling. So that's kind of where I'm at and, and where I'm and, and you're getting a little bit of a bid on that. The seller is thrilled because they're getting multiple at their offers. List above their list and multiple offers. And you have and that's what I was going to say, which, you know, time to date this, March 2023. You have listed properties in the past 14 days. Yep. Yep. That have gotten offers above list price. Every one of them that I've sold so far has. Yeah. Because remember, that's like, that's when you talk about a seller's market, like multiple offers above list price. Like, we're telling you right now, that's where this is at. That's still here. We have the backlog of buyers. The backlog of buyers was so deep. I'm talking correct miles long of people looking to buy investment homes. And although the interest rate hike clipped off a bunch of that, if I'm looking down the line, uh, it's a lot shorter now because a whole whole section of a move because they can't get a loan anymore. Yes. Well, they can, but it doesn't make any sense anymore, yep. right? Now we're cash buyers, yep. no contingencies. Yep. Yep. Everything yep. in my little crystal ball is like, this is all right. going to come back to and where this, that it and, was. And what we're talking about and why it's still a we've said this for a year, why is a good time to sell is because supply is still low. Yes. Supply is still low and demand, though it's lower, it's still above what the supply can handle. So therefore, prices never plummeted. We've talked about this. And they, it doesn't seem like they, they will because the supply is so low, the demand is still greater than the supply and it's and and so what I'm hearing you say is like that's still the case such such that buyers are still bidding and outbidding or bidding with one another for price properties that are listed fairly. Yeah, that is 100% accurate. Every every um, I remember Douglas. When was this man? It was 2013 and 14. We were in a very similar market very similar to what we are right now. People were buying homes. They were oh, buying yeah. investment deals. Now the value, the, the price ranges were different, but they were buying homes, buying them the same way at about the same pace. So for any of you guys, I, this, I love, I love the veer off that we do on this podcast. Yeah. If you're sitting there listening right now and you're watching right now and uh, you're, you're a potential real estate investor and you've thought about it and you're like, Hey, I'm in the, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm not, I'm doing it. I'm not. 
And then the interest rate hike came. And you're like, whoa, that's what I was waiting on. Some bad news, uh, something to push me on this side of the fence or push me on that side. And the interest rate pushed you on the other side. You made the wrong choice. The market is still here to buy investment deals. We just yeah, got done yeah, yeah. telling you. I mean, I mean, I locked up seven or eight of those within three days of listing them. Yes. So there is a a a line or the, the backlog is still there. This podcast is set up for our sellers. We're not talking to our buyers, we're talking to the people that are ready to list their investment home. Yes. Know for a fact, if you price it right and accordingly, you're gonna sell it. It's not gonna sit there, it's gonna sell, and you might even get more than one offer because of this backlog of people. Yes. It's so yeah. active. Because there is a, and people don't, people think that the lights go off and everybody leaves the party. Well, it's like, no, no, no. This, in this case, they're like, they're, they're people, there is a floor for demand. There are, they're like you said, they're cash buyers who are waiting. There are, life happens and people have to, to want to continue to buy. Yeah. There are people who dollar cost average, yeah. kind of like they they want to buy houses all the time. So yeah. they got to buy one a month, one a quarter, whatever right. their pace is. So there's always, always, always people at the party at the party. It's should they just change the record. They went from Garth Brooks to young <laughs> Dolph. There you go. Yes. Now this changes. <laughs> Switching out the crowd, different people coming down to dance. Yeah. Y'all been to Bill street music festival. That's uh, right. They yes. got, they got rap on one end and country on the other, man. I mean, it's just, that's that, that we're joking, but that is exactly right. Yeah. It's the same party. The records changed. So there are still people hanging out at this party. Yes. That were listening to the country music for a while, right? right? They just and there's switched always going to be music else. happening. That's always and music And as long playing. as there's music happening, people are going to come and want to dance yeah. and listen. And, that's exactly right. And so that's right. where we are. And if people forget that, that like there is a floor for demand. So there's always, and because of the low supply, I mean, it's Econ 101, but when you have that low supply, that the demand continues to make a floor for that, that's right. that price. So as a seller, again, as a seller, believe it or not, it's a good time to sell. I I, I, what, I listed one last week with you. Yes, and we've had showings and looks, and it's it, going to sell. And I've got another, and, and I know we talked talk about this. We didn't really mention it. We, we said, talk to an agent. I had a, a small commercial property. Yep. So that's not for you. No, no, I don't, yeah. That's so right. I went. So I'm like, I'm not going to list that with Dean because no. it's like that's not what you do. Disservice. So for go you. do go yeah. find a commercial agent. Got a buddy who's a commercial agent. He's yeah. looking at it. Going to help me with there. Yeah. So it's like this is great. So it's like yeah. Get with somebody who knows how to list your rental property. That product. That pro yeah 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 because absolutely. A commercial right. Whether it's, a, whether it's a small commercial build, building, whether it's a small multifamily building, whether it's an indi individual single family duplex kind yeah. of property. Yes. Or a retail fix and flip like Alyssa or somebody else. That's you right. Know? Like That's there, right. There are opportunities. So we mentioned list with an agent that has some investment experience. We talked about go. that. Line yourself with a title company that closes investment deals. That's big. Yeah. Um, there are a few title companies in town I don't recommend. Yes. I'll share those off the podcast. Yep. Um, we we send everything to Will Griffin at Griffin Clift Everton. Yeah, big thumbs up for Will. Big, and uh, local title, April McDowell and her big team. Big thumbs up for, for all April of April Both of those local. companies close investment deals. You, um, you, I use all them. your deals, use I use them as both well. Of them. Will's a great both guy. Absolutely. keeps us in line. So yeah. um, I, I definitely suggest you lining that up with your title company, make sure you have the right one. Make sure your property management company knows. Keep them in the loop. <laughs> Keep your property management company in the, in the loop. loop. Let them know. I mean, you don't necessarily list it and let them know, hey, by the way, I've listed this house. I'm yeah. going to sell it. It's coming up on the radar to be gone. Uh, yeah. And the very last thing I had yeah. is after you sell, 
Now go buy another one. Yes. These, I mean, most likely this is you repositioning this portfolio, right? This is yeah. a time to reassess. And we've talked about this over the past year, that this has been a really good time. The past two years, for me personally, of repositioning. When when it was the when it was the height of the seller's market, I mean, I just we were doing some tax stuff for an entity and just sent it to the accountant, and uh, I was like, "Hey, man, we four, sold four properties last year, at, pretty much at the height of the market during that time period because the selling was good. Yep. The selling the selling is still good. Yes, it is. And so what? It, and that same entity, I was like, you know what? I got one more that became vacant. I wanted to sell it vacant." Now's the time to list it to sell it vacant. We are still getting strong, because now strong is a, activity. Now is a good time to sell in in practicing what I practice what I preach, and I can't, I don't well, like. We to both do, that. do that on this podcast. I mean, so to your point, like I've been repositioning the portfolio mm-hmm. by selling things I don't want, looking for opportunities to infill or put in properties that are opportunities, yep. or pay down debt, or get get ready for the next opportunity. So again, I'm 100% in your advice. Like when you sell it, what's the next step? What's the next step? I mean, you know, it's not over. If if something's not working, let's sell it and move on to the next one. Yes. Uh, Before we stop and close, I'd give free evaluations for all properties. I will let you know how much uh, we can sell it for. You give me as much information as you can. I'll send you back a free evaluation, including market comps from our area, from our market, um, and let you know what you can sell it for. So don't hesitate to reach out. Dean at CrestCore.com. You got anything else on listings? It's a little shorter one, but this this is as basic as it gets. I mean, I probably would say if you're going to sell... In the next, if you're thinking about selling in the next year, like now, I would sell now. I would sell now. Uh, you, you're because getting it, less now than what you did a year ago. You're going to get not as not much, but you're right. getting less now than what you were going to get a year ago. And we still don't, I mean, you just don't have a crystal ball. There are geopolitical things always that could happen. So it's like, hey, now is a good time to sell. Yep. So why, why wait? That I didn't last week. I was like, I, you know what? I, I need to sell that. I, I don't, I need to sell that house. Dean, let's list this. Yes. And Just you got it listed immediately. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, so that, I guess that's my part of thing. Like if you're thinking and contemplating and considering selling, now have that conversation with you, get the value. See again, mine was like, Oh wow. That value is more than I thought Yeah. for that condition of that home. So I was yeah. like, perfect. And there's so, no, there's no commitment to me. You know, I'll, no. we're going to get this done for you and I'll let you know what the, what you can sell and if you choose to do it or not. But yeah, there's no there's no commitment. Just shoot me that email, dean at crestcore.com and I'll be happy to get you that value. Love it. If that, if, if now, if you're considering it, now's the time. Just check it out. Let's Good do it. Plug. All right. See you guys next yeah. time. Appreciate you listening.